Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Gabe Malika. I appreciate you listening. This is episode 16. We got a really fun one for you today. It's all nostalgia and stories from childhood with my dear friend, AJ Carpentier, who's so funny and smart and kind. Uh, first thing, a couple of announcements up top. One is that I have a new monthly show at Caveat NYC, which is in the East Village. It's a music and comedy show called Cross Pollination. I will put a link to it under this episode. It's in my Instagram bio. Uh, but buy tickets to that. It's going to feature several podcast guests who you've listened to in your ears, uh, including Mel Johnston and Kim Foxen are going to be playing some music up top. I'm going to be hosting. And then we have three amazing headlining comedians. Uh, it's going to be really, really a fun night. Uh, maybe we can find a diner afterwards. Like we were just in Bye Bye Birdie or something. It could be fun. So come to Caveat NYC. Uh, July 30th, 7 p.m. It's a Friday night. Uh, tickets are cheaper online, so please buy your tickets now. Do it right now. Put your phone down. Keep listening to me, but punch in that credit card information and come because it's <laughs> it's kind of stressful. Um, being like, everyone will buy tickets at the door, you know, because then you never know how many people will show up. So please show up because it'll be really, really fun. It's sort of like, it's not really a, a I wouldn't say it's like a great thing in terms of like, my comedy career, right? Like it's not like a comedy show where other comics will hang out necessarily. And it's not a show where I can like book comedians will then book me. This is more like a passion project. I'm just sort of putting out the energy that I want to see in the world. And for me, that's a music and comedy show. So please come check that out. July 30th, cross pollination at caveat. Now for the business at hand, AJ Carpentier is my dear friend. We met in third grade. Uh, he made me laugh a lot by pulling out a can of cheese whiz which is of course cheese that comes in a can sorry french people and he shook up the cheese whiz and he looked me right in the eye and goes gabe cheese whiz is considered a deadly weapon but it's also pretty good on crackers and i laughed a lot because he's the funniest person in the room uh <laughs> he's a dear friend of mine this episode is a lot of nostalgia stratford colebrook the Olympics, GCAA baseball, all that good stuff that you want to hear about, I hope. Uh, AJ is also a talented filmmaker, TV producer, graphic designer, comedian. He studied at Second City in Chicago. Uh, the first movie that he produced, uh, the first intervention of Muggsy McVeigh, was just selected for the Chain Film Festival in NYC, the Chain NYC Film Festival. So please check that out. I'll put a link for that in the bio also. It's very exciting. Um, He's just a very funny, goofy, good person. And it's been a real pleasure to be his friend for the last, oh God, if we're 29 and we met in third grade, I've known him for over 20 years, I guess. Um, so enjoy. Uh, we don't get into anything too serious, just a lot of stories and name dropping. And um, we have a good rapport. Age is a good a good friend so enjoy this podcast listen to the other ones and buy tickets for cross-pollination on july 30th i promise you every comedian i booked is an absolute killer and mel and kim are super talented so check that out too um and i just appreciate you listening throw this up in your instagram stories give me five stars in the store the apple store uh the app store whatever they call it five stars in there and enjoy my good friend aj carpentier Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. 
Do you need? Do I need headphones? Is my AC too loud? Yeah. Can't hear your AC. To- my AC might be a problem, but I think that's fine. I don't hear it on my end. So um, that's good. Uh, if you have headphones, that's best. But if not, that's okay too. I have my. Uh, oh fuck. That's okay. I was gonna say I have my AirPods, but then I realized I'm not on my back. No, no, no. These are back. It's either no, no. I prefer either wired headphones or nothing. No, the dog ate my wired headphones. So. <laughs> um, the dog. What a <laughs> what a millennial thing to say. Oh yeah. I'm not a youngin, so you have. My dog never ate my homework, but they've did. only eaten the things I've actually enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, the homework it could take. Yeah, have any homework. I wasn't doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you never hear about dogs eating blank homework. No, no, yeah, it was done. It was always done. Yeah, it was always <laughs> finished. The best homework I ever did. <laughs> um, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Busy as always, but good. Yeah, you're the first person ever on this podcast. Not ever, but you're the first person on this podcast that I like talk to like all the time. Yeah, we are. We are. We're probably going to continue to talk directly after you, we stop recording yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like i'll like you'll send me a text but you'll like send me a tiktok or something and we'll yeah I'll, and then i'll be like hey we're gonna play video games in eight minutes yes. so if you can um but yes i am excited to be someone that you and i think that you need to you need to play with that you i'm giving you open license i'm going full defalice rules <laughs> all, all honesty you're gonna talk whatever about, you want you're gonna talk about your butt <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that was our whatever. Whether she was on or not, I was going to talk about my butt. But. <laughs> yeah, defalice rules mean you'll talk about your butt or anything really. Um, yeah. that's a good precedent to set. Um, yeah. Okay, so welcome to the pod, AJ. This is fun. Um, Thank you. Again, you're my friend, so we talk all the time. But let's assume no, we don't have to assume that I don't know you. Um, a lot of times I end up talking to people about like what they do now, but I figure mm-hmm. we can get to that. So I guess I, yeah. I'm curious. We'll start with a better line of defleece questioning, which is um, Do you remember meeting in school when we had school? Meeting you? Yeah. Yes, I feel like I do. Um, okay, so this is funny. I actually, I, I felt like I, I felt like this was coming. So I was thinking about this today. I did not tip you off. No, you didn't give me anything to go on, which is upsetting because, like you said, we talked a lot. Um, but so I was thinking about this today, and the way my mind works, as we, as our friend group has recently been studying how minds work. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I was thinking today, when I think of you, and I think of when we met the same image always flashes in my head, Mm -hmm. but it's not anything and it's not us meeting. It is just the wall where we used to play era at Stratford. And I, when I I think it's like, think about when you first met Gabe and I just flashes me the wall, uh, that wall, but like, there's no scene. It's just, I know that that something happened at that wall. That's where we became friends. It was a great wall. I think about it fondly. The wall fundamental. So error, you throw the ball against the wall, either you catch it or you don't. If you mishandle you the ball, you have to run to the wall, and you have you like can get out. You have one or you two. You can get outs. challenged if you're too far away. If you're so far away from the wall that no one thinks you're ever going to make that throw. Yes, you, they can challenge you. Can get you. challenged. Cool. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, and we should play. A game adults, we spent I think <laughs> so many times, so many hours playing. The, the game changed though when they put that fence. Yes, behind whole, the wall. It, it became a whole different game. Yes, yes, because it it kept things inside. The, the other thing I remember about that error wall is that so like. There was the Stratford School wall with the smiley faces, and then mm. there was concrete, and then it turned into grass, and eventually put a fence on that grass. But behind, when there's no fence, 
the grass turned into sand, like a sand pit. I remember being yes. anytime anyone would throw the ball from the sand pit, I was like, whoa, they have an arm. They have like a crazy. Also, I don't know if you remember that sand pit was attached to the original jungle gym oh. before we got like the the good one. Mm-hmm. But the original one was like full steel, and on any hot day, you would just burn your skin directly off your body yeah i remember when they opened up the new one we were probably in like third that or fourth was like grade. the biggest day ever yeah do you remember they like had us around there was like a ribbon cutting ceremony at stratford and then they like cut the ribbon and we all like ran onto it i have not thought about that until <laughs> since you mentioned it but yes i do remember will hopkins getting a concussion on that playground like Within two weeks of it being open. Oh no, poor Will Hopkins. And I was like, they're gonna rip it out. Great. This is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice while it lasted. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it's funny you remember kids' injuries because Nick Pittman broke his arm on that thing. Um, Will Hopkins got a concussion. I remember they cut the ribbon, and we're all standing around, and I don't think they expected like the kids to just like start running onto it and playing which is foolish on their part and they're all educators of young minds yeah it's like a parks and rec moment where i think they thought like <laughs> like oh it's just a small town where everyone's gonna like the, these children are just gonna like clap yeah lightly clap <laughs> and instead they just like made a break for it i just remember you know they had like um it wasn't a slide but it was like an incline like rock climbing thing and then there was like mm-hmm. a, a rope on it and i remember somebody like just like climbing that rope like a firefighter and being like oh like this is chaos because that was not like my element i was like a little i wouldn't say shy but like i was like oh i don't want to like be in a giant jungle gym with the entire grade in the first moments of a new jungle gym that's anarchy at its finest yes yeah yeah that was our lord of the flies moment (laughs) (laughs) do you remember do you remember we read lord of the flies in high school and we were standing outside of king colin now we're jumping around and we were on a giant um we were on like they like plowed the snow and it was like a giant hill and sean was pretending to like kick people off the giant hill and he was like i'm jack and like we all just knew he was talking about lord of the flies he was like pretending to be jack for lord of the flies it was so funny well school reading is is, is water cooler talk at that point because it's it's the th- one thing you know you're all doing together i know you know because we have to do it yeah they were like our memes yeah, exactly. It's so f- I'll say sucks to your asthma to anyone in our grade, and they're going to know yes. yeah. exactly where I'm sucks going. Sucks to your asthma. It's cold as a witch's teat from um, <laughs> uh, Catcher in the Rye. It's so mm-hmm. funny. I, I was with a student. We'll get back to Stratford. I was with a student, and he has um, he like learns differently from other kids, and so we were like reading him the PSAT. And so I had to sit there for a couple hours and just like be in the room as the kid taking the PSAT. And later we like my buddy who I did, the, who was like running the test with me, he like just like Google or he put searched into Twitter like PSAT and all these kids were tweeting PSAT memes, like making fun <laughs> of the questions. And I was like, oh, I get these. Like, this is so funny. <laughs> like they That's were, amazing. Yeah, they were doing sucks to your asthmar on a national just scale. PS- yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's a national test, right? Kids in California are taking the same That's test. That's social media, baby. Like, yeah. uh, we were in the er, the forefront of it, but like, yeah, now you can be like, <laughs> question seven, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like going on after the regions and being like, oh, like this question was bullshit or like making fun of whoever? Like, I, oh. I can't imagine ever thinking about the regions the second I was done with the regions. 
even for a tweet. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. But I guess it, it's just so funny that like you're like the Internet. That's a cool example of the Internet, like pooling jokes. Yes. Where. Oh, and we're going to jump around again. But like the first time I remember doing that is when is at summer camp when I because I also went to summer camp with you. And like staying up late, like talking about like, oh, have you seen Captain Planet? Have you seen the X-Men movie? Yeah, because it was the first time our group had to encounter like a full other group. Mm. And we were like, all right, we need to know what you know. So when we make our jokes. Yes. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we had to be like, you guys have Captain Planet. As if like Cartoon Network didn't exist four towns over in Levittown. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, yeah. you're like, but it's like, it's different over there. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have different values. You guys don't talk about the kid who has the heart ring enough. We're talking about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Did you see eighth grade? You see, I, I did. I have never. I have not seen eighth grade all the way through, which I know is blasphemy because you know I'm a big Bo Burnham guy. Yeah. There's a but great I, line I, in the trailer where they're talking. She's like, she's an eighth grader visiting the high school for like visit the school day, and the there's like a senior who she's hanging out with. And they're talking about how, like how different they are, like they don't have anything in common. And he's like, "What? Well, well, what year did you get Snapchat?" And she's like, sixth grade." And they're like, sixth grade? That's so early!" And it's like, "You guys are the same. Like, you guys are just looking." Um, but that feels similar to like us at um, at summer camp, which I will get to. It didn't even occur to me to talk about summer camp when I was like thinking, like, "Oh, what we've done we talk a lot about? of things." Yes, we've done a lot of things together. I've known you for so long. Um, okay, so so yes, we played a lot of Error in school. Can you remember people who were good at Error? Because I have in yeah. strong memories yeah, in my can. head of people who are like, that guy's good at error. Uh, I mean, you're not messing with Mike Giannone if, yes. it, on it, or Joe Tercy. I mean, if, if one of them out there, they're both out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Inseparable. Um, I remember – now, this is going to be, I think, an oddball pick. But I remember Kevin Costigan, mm. he had that speed, so the man couldn't be challenged. Because the second he has touched the ball, he's already back at the wall. Yeah, he was somebody that I feel like the ball was coming at him. He could just, like, touch it and be like, try to try <laughs> yeah. to throw the ball and get me out. He's almost taunting us with it. Yeah, with his like, speed. Go ahead. I don't even want to catch this ball. I'm going to drop it on purpose. Yeah, you know what was great? Tercy Giannone obviously had great arms, but the, their real strength was that they could field baseballs because they were like – Exactly. Yeah. You weren't getting a ground ball pass either of them. Yeah. So nice try. Yeah, they're not going to mishandle a tennis ball, you noobs. I yeah, re- and they're not going to not throw a strike right in the dead center of that smiley face's eyes to get you out either. Yeah, yeah. They were like those two felt like kids who like could have been cast in the Sandlot. You know. Uh, I mean, I think that the entire cast of the Sandlot is based on a Gino and Tercy spec script. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were definitely. They definitely would have been in it because they. But wait, who are your picks? You said you had oh, people in mind. The, the one that stood out to me as like a sleeper pick, who could I just remember throwing the ball really far, um, is Jack Butler. Jack yes. Butler always had an arm, even in like elementary school. That's so funny. I actually I know exactly what you're talking about. Because with error too, it's not just about like can you reach the wall? Because if you throw it high, so the rules of error you get out. You, if someone catches it off the wall, you're, you're a dead meat. Exactly. It's a strategy game. It's more chess than anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because it's like chess, but it's also like there are ways to do it like stupidly. Oh, you, you could you can luck your way into a good game of error yeah, too. Yeah, we've both probably won games of error. We should we should know we should know one. Do you remember? You of course remember when we played with Milky, like later in life in like middle school yes. or high school probably, where <laughs> he throws the who did he hit? Beat on, Brandon. Now. 
it seems in our memories, it's real easy to insert beat on as someone who's been pegged. Yes, but I feel like it. But I, I feel like it, it, it wasn't. Could, could it have been me? Because Milky was Milky wouldn't have hesitated to turn on beat on, even if it was even where we're going with the story. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. It could have been me. I guess I don't remember getting hit been, in the head. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you or beat on. I think. Yeah, but it could be beat on. So he throws the ball and hits someone right in the face. And neither me or beat on. I can't remember. Just like goes down, like like a sack of potatoes. Like, like it it's bad. And Milky says, Milky wanted to get the person out and says, I wanted to get you out. It would have been so douchey, but it would have been so perfect. It would have been so douchey, but it would have been so perfect. Yeah. I mean, he was right. Yeah. I mean, if, he had, if he, whoever he had gotten out, he would have been a monster, but like, yeah. fair play. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he would have gotten out of the technicality. Um, okay, so yeah, error is a big, and just like recess in general. I have, I remember being at early morning gym. Do you remember? I went to early morning gym the day after 9 11. Hey, we all got to get through in our own way, Gabe. I can't believe we're talking about this. And if, and if Mr. Phillips letting you roller skate around the gym is the thing that you needed, I, I hope that it helped. We all healed in our own way. I'll tell you what, that's something I never forgot is roller skating around the gym with Mr. Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget it. Um, you know, for you, no one forgets their first hike down the pike. <laughs> what was the second part? I just want to know. Ba-ba-da-da-da-da. da da da. Only he knows the second part. You have to be Mr. Phillips in the second part. <laughs> when my sister got to second grade, he, Mr. Phillips said, "Are you Gabe's sister?" And she said, "Yes." And he goes, "You're a lot prettier than he is." <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. That guy was a good guy. Me too. He was a good guy. He was just like a, he, he dedicated his, it's so funny now to like look back. I'm like, what was that guy's life? It's like, oh yeah. He just like wore cargo shorts and like a purple half hoodie windbreaker and just like told us to run. It was sort of fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was also like the exact right guy to be the elementary school gym teacher, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause he was like grizzled in the way that you want your John Hughes gym teacher to be. Yeah. But at the same time, he was like the kindest man in the entire world. And it was like, he had all nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nick has a great memory of Mr. Phillips. Like we were getting back from Colebrook and like, he was like giving us like a, a chat at the end of the, the Colebrook trip. We're in fifth grade. We spent two nights, three days in like a camp in Connecticut. And he, like the trip is ending. He just goes, all right, on to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nick's always like, who was this guy? Because <laughs> Nick only got two years of Phillips. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, he didn't know him from the beginning. Uh, so I think he was still a novelty. He was like, on to the Olympics. Um, okay, that's fun. Do you remember having any, this is a question that I sort of wrote down for filling the blanks, but I kind of want to get, do you remember any like, like doing something cool like athletically at Stratford school when you were a kid, like a moment you were proud of. Or like, oh, being like, oh, I did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Those are big yeah, moments when got, you were a kid, I feel like. There's got to be. Um, like a home run or like okay, so getting somebody I'm out. I'm a little bit off the beaten path here of your question. Please, please. But I think this perfectly answers the question. Great. Tell them more. Oh, yeah. Park. Yeah. So we're not going Stratford, but we're in the, just the right wheelhouse. We're right around. Yeah, because we used to hang out at Tellmore uh, Park in middle school. That was summer. Like, it was, it, you know, before we kind of figured out camp, it was like, yeah, just hang out all day at the park so you don't bother anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it was free summer camp. Exactly. And you got, I mean, what, you, were and you, got what you paid for. <laughs> <laughs> but there were counselors. There were, like, park 
attendants that were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're starting a kickball game. And we're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember that year was like a great Telemore year where like every kid, every boy our age, I felt like was there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a Sandlot um, summer. It was a real Sandlot summer. And um, I'll, I'll restart the story. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. My TV in the other room is being really loud. Sorry. Keep You're fine. Sorry about that. I can just hear screaming. <laughs> Even the children are screaming. Even the children are screaming. All right. So Telemore Park, everyone our age was was there at the time. It was it was perfect Sandlot summer. Yeah. And that year, the counselors were like a guy named like Flanagan and O'Gara and like exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can remember the- names, if not faces. <laughs> um, and that year, for some reason, we had an all-star game in the middle of the summer. <laughs> I'll never forget. And like, so each counselor like drafted an all-star team. And I remember I got on Flanagan's team. <laughs> Flanagan was like, it was a big deal to be on that team. Yeah. I was on, I probably was on there with Terrence and Gino. <laughs> we know they could field ground ball. Um, you need an infant. But, who's gonna Who's gonna play second and short? <laughs> <laughs> but I hit a home run in that All Star game, oh, wow. and it felt like a billion dollars. I think I still have the tennis ball. Uh-huh. It was a tennis ball because we were playing bounce ball. Yeah. So like, it wasn't hard. You know what I mean? Like any like any of you know. But I was just like this this moment right now. We needed it. Was like a winning or tying home run in bounce ball, and I was like, did it? Yeah. Now yeah. They, All those moments are so sweet. Those mm-hmm. moments are so sweet. I had a game winning a buzzer beater once for St. Anne's where were you and were you, I know Nick was away. Were you? No, no. I think your dad was coaching. He probably, cause yeah, if Mr. P was gone, my dad, but unless it was like a cruise where me and Nick would have been away together. together. I can't remember. I feel like your dad was there. And it was like a St. Anne's game. I feel Anne's like I remember game. you hitting this buzzer beater, yeah. so I feel like I was there. And like I had already had a good game in St. Anne's basketball and we're down one point with like two seconds left. And I stood at the foul line and I like faked right. And I like set up, like I was going right. Like the guy guarding me was like, Oh, he's going to go this way. And I like, <laughs> I did some acting and I like literally like turned my body. Like I'm going to run this way and just took a step and went under grabbed the ball and like, didn't want to, this is an, this is an audio uh, medium, but I, <laughs> yeah. I checked it like from my shoulder and it went in and like everyone jumped on me and I was like, wow, like this, I've never felt better. This is the best moment if of my this life. this is what this feels like, what could this, what could winning the Super Bowl feel yeah, like? It couldn't possibly feel better than that because of all the painkillers, <laughs> you know? I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I also remember though, I remember being the last out in the GCAA championships oh. in like grade school and I was on like oh i think i remember brochies mets and i was like this team is a dynasty's team and i brought them down with one bad ground infield single that i couldn't beat out those moments will kill you those moments oh those are the ones i remember i can only remember the bounce ball home run but every other memory like that is like and then i blew it just so close yeah i remember i had one of those where i was pitching in like seventh grade maybe and like i pitched the whole game and we got to like the sixth inning and they scored like seven runs and like there were some errors, but like, I just wasn't getting anybody out. And it's just like, it's a very helpless feeling to be on the mound. Yeah, and like my dad percent. is pacing in left field and I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to live this down. This is, this is bad. <laughs> my dad's going to be so mad. My dad's going to be so mad. Yeah. No, he wasn't mad. That's the thing. Like even then 
like my dad like doesn't yell at me like that's not really our relationship he's just like he's just like ooh, i know what that's like kid like that sucks <laughs> but those are good moments too sports as a kid you know we, and we played sports a lot a lot and to like towards the end of childhood like we really played it mm. until we could you know like as far as like leagues like we gca until we were like what 17 yeah i remember playing at least junior senior year of high school in like the town league yeah, I was going to say to anyone who, not for, but like, yeah, our, our town's baseball alliance. Uh, but yeah, and those games were great too. I loved playing under the lights. Oh my like, God. I, I was always on some like ridiculous team that like. Yeah. Well, we were the Marlins. We had some. Did the Marlins and I did the A's for a while. Uh-huh. Both were legendary teams. Yeah. Dino was on one of those teams, former podcast alum. Yes, podcast alum Dino DiMartino, the, um, the cartwheeling comedian. Um, recovering addict. He has a lot of monikers. Um, (laughs) But yeah, GCA baseball was a fun, it was like a real, like, um, it was fun that it extended all the way till like high school. Yes. Even when like, because you know what was fun? It was a lot of guys who would like play other sports competitively or like every once in a while we'd have a kid on our team who's like, oh, this guy's on the varsity lacrosse team. He's going to play lacrosse in college or golf in college or something in college. But like, oh, it's fun to play baseball for your town. And yeah, like, oh, these I- games don't matter besides within this bubble. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no yeah. like all oh, college is going to see me do bad in this game. It's like, no, it's just like <laughs> the town. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, those are really but fun. I, I, and also I had a lot of fun is we all of us were never – Sometimes we got lucky, but we were often not on the same teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so playing each other yeah. was always exciting. Like, I, I remember every time I had to face Sean. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they were all great. <laughs> I remember one time, because Sean is freakishly athletic in a way that he shouldn't be. Yeah, it's infuriating. He's got that, He's like, freakishly everything in a way that's in a way that he where you're be. like, yeah. where you're like jealous and you're like, how is this guy's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen Sean do some mini hoop basketball moves that would like blow your mind when it, when a dunk contest, um, in a game too, like not even just like messing around. Yeah. Um, but one time I was playing the, out, I was in out, I was in the outfield and, uh, Sean hit one of the farthest balls. I think I'd ever seen hit uh-huh. in, and because me and Sean, all we used to do was trash talk. We, me and Sean were never on the same yeah, team. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like heckling him from the outfield. And finally he hits just a bomb. And I, and you know, over my head. So like, it's my responsibility now to start running. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, oh, of course he did. <laughs> and so I just take off and I finally get to the ball and I throw it in. And Sean's on first base. He didn't leave first. <laughs> and I walked like almost all the way into the infield. And I was like, how are you? only at first base and he just looked at me and he went I tripped on the way here but he had I don't know what he was doing he was clearly taunting uh he had tripped on his way to first he there's the world's longest single uh, and then I and then I don't think it was in that same game but within that same season for sure I was playing them again and Sean was on Sean was playing first mm-hmm. uh and Joe Gunning was pitching uh-huh. and Catholic school Joe Gunning. He could throw. (laughs) He could throw. Uh, And I must have fouled off like 10 pitches. So it became like a real battle. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get struck out. And Sean's at first heckling me the whole time. (laughs) Um, And finally, I I, I got one. And then I I was running to first. Sean's playing first. And I went to like Mario, like, like in his face, jump. And when I came down, I destroyed my knee. I don't know what I did, but I messed my leg up. And I was like, 
I can't let them know that I hurt my leg. Doing that. Uh, and I think Mr. Silk was actually coaching first. And he was like, you hurt yourself, didn't you? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And so I, I tried to play it off as if I wasn't hurt. Yeah. And I was just like pretending. <laughs> and so like, I'm trying to lead off first and Sean's playing first. And he's like, AJ's hurt. Pick him off. They tried to pick me off like four times. I couldn't get I, me trying to get back to the bag. Yeah, yeah. They didn't pick me off, but I was like, oh no, I've given him so much fodder. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our favorite, our favorite play in football, which was when Martin Gramatica, the NFL kicker, kicked a field goal. And then as he was celebrating, tore his ACL. And we were watching that highlight one day. And I think you were the one who went, my dad's going to be so mad. Be so mad. <laughs> That's what I was quoting for you before. Oh uh, yeah, you did that in real life. You did a my dad's gonna be so mad I tore my own ACLs taunting Sean. I, I I did. That's so funny. I had a moment like that with Sean, not with the hurt with the with the first one, where he hit a bomb to one of those fields with no fences at St. Paul's, like the St. Paul's baseball field, and I was catching and Sean's like rounding the bases and he hit it so far and you know, he's athletic for his frame, but he's not fast. Like compared no, to, but he's not, he's no, he's, yes. yeah, he's no Terse Junon or Costigan, but so he starts like <laughs> rounding bases and like the relay guy throws to a relay guy who like throws to third base. It was like that far. And the third baseman turns around and throws it to me who's catching. And I catch the ball and tag him as he's sliding <laughs> and he gets out <laughs> and he pops up, looks at me and goes, nobody better tell my grandma I hit a triple. <laughs> 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 which is just so perfect and it yeah it is the most sean thing he could have said yeah. in the moment yeah i wish so that's something I, I i wish i realized how much fun those games could be mm. earlier i don't know if you agree with that oh yeah like for a long time i was like not taking them seriously but like Oh, this is something I have to do, and it's like, oh, I have every got to do well. Two nights a week, I do the thing, and then yeah, we practice, and and like I, I thought about it, and it was like by the end of it, I was just like causing a ruckus, and it was the most fun thing. Yeah, I remember I remember one time I was coming, I I, I tried to steal home. I, I, uh-huh. I'm, lucky, I'm lucky. I'm lucky to cross home when the ball isn't coming to home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I scored two runs during uh, that season. I'm like, hey, yeah, <laughs> scored, a couple, scored a pair. <laughs> but like something had happened, and I was like. I clearly got tagged out at, at home. Yeah. And then I just started arguing with him. Not anything serious, but like just got in his face because like <laughs> it was funny. He knew it was a bit and I also didn't want to be out. Um, and that's when he, he, he directed me to the ground where there was like a clear imprint of where I stopped. Like four inches. From, I never touched home. Okay. He's coming to you with legal evidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we actually we laughed about it in the game. He pulled me aside and he was like, "That was some fun stuff." And I was like, "Isn't it fun?" That's like, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, isn't that the the earlier you'd like have a joke with adults, that's such a satisfying thing. Because like the ump, Absolutely. like oh, like no, like he shows up to work in his like Toyota Camry. You know, he's like getting dressed in the parking lot. He's not like, oh, I'm gonna argue with a child today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, oh, that AJ, that's so funny that you fake fought with the umpire and he had evidence for you. Yeah, like literally you could see where my cleat stopped and I had just never even touched. Oh, that's... So no, there was no way I could have been safe, but I still think I was under that tag. Yeah. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I do wish earlier that I had 
because it used to be when you're in seventh grade and you have like a big game that night you're like talking trash during school you like know who you're playing it's like ooh, it's you know it's marlin's a's tonight like we're gonna mm-hmm. see you know anthony cordial's on the other team and like he's gonna like <laughs> hit the ball a mile or whatever it like really matters to you it's like a big deal absolutely um, i think the switch though did you ever play you played with us on friday night hoops every now and then mm-hmm. oh yeah and like that was the switch because like we were the globe trotters of that league. Yeah. That league, when it was it, when it was incepted, that league was supposed to be serious, and then our team came along and we're like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, we can have like fun. at one point. At one point, uh, we put in Bernard Crumb's brother to shoot his free throws. <laughs> uh, Mr. Montgomery subbed in for Wilman Yan. <laughs> just played a quarter. They both played small as a full-grown adult against sixth graders. <laughs> It was great. We were the Globetrotters. We knew, you know, the score didn't matter. We were there to truly just goof around yeah. in the best way. Yeah, that's really fun. It's it's funny because I I play in a in a comics league. It's not even a league. It's like a, a Sundays. You pay fifteen bucks. You get to play with other comics, and they take it really seriously. And I remember being like, "Oh, like this kind of sucks." Like it's fun yeah. to like meet people I mean, and hang well, out, but like. But if they had the right mentality, there could be no better thing than playing like sports with comics if they were just there to have like a goofy time. Yes, the highlight was the three-on-three tournament that we played in where this was like at the start of Colin Kaepernick and like somebody sang the national anthem and like 70 comedians got on one knee. <laughs> <for the> national <laughs> anthem. <laughs> it was like, this is amazing. This is an incredible. See, that's what the whole tournament needs to be. Yeah, it just yes. Be the whole tournament needs to be that. Well said, AJ. Yeah, I remember, uh, you remember Herps and Voles, right? They made out to gym. They're famous. Um, they're Mr. Voles. I would do community theater. Uh, at the Garden City Community Church and Mr. Voles was like always in the plays and he was always just like one of those guys that like would just like he went to Garden City he like knew the town and you could have a real conversation with him and one time after at a cast party he was like he asked my mom he's like can I have a beer with Gabe and she was like no he's 17 but like he was like that kind of guy he was like it's just one beer I would like to do it was like he's a sweet guy Uh, and like my whole family loves Mr. Voles and he was like we were talking about GCA baseball and he's like, Oh, I used to play like my friends and I used to play. And he's like, you play softball like in your twenties and like softball is really fun. But then he goes, Oh, there's just like nothing like hitting a fastball. He's like, it's a really satisfying thing. And I remember going to games after that and being like, Oh yeah, I get to like try to hit a fastball. Like that's sort of fun. It it, it completely is. I I, I mean, there's still things I think about, I think I've talked about this probably with beat on recently but there's like things that like not that i'll never do again i could we could go play baseball tomorrow but you know what i mean that like you don't do anymore and like sometimes you appreciated them in that moment and sometimes you look back on them and you're like oh yeah like when's the next time i'm gonna hit a fastball i don't know it may not be never but like yeah i used to consistently try to hit one every thursday night yeah you know what i mean like yeah, and i put a lot of pressure on myself i probably shouldn't have yeah way too much uh, like you, when's, when's the next time you're gonna hit, hit batting practice at that uh, field at the pool and try to hit one off the tennis dome? <laughs> the, but to be fair, the sound that that dome makes when a baseball hits it is music. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's fireworks. It's better than fireworks. <laughs> it's, it's a deadening. I just I could get rich could come out and yell at me <laughs> if I can make that my text tone. Yeah, like <laughs> I would. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that. We used to just go and like hang out at the pool and like bring our baseball stuff and just like, um, 
and run around. Yeah, that was like a fun. I mean, that's like what our in high school really is like. I would say like eighth grade into ninth and tenth grade was like peak like our group hanging out in like a like we weren't getting into trouble yet. We weren't really like going to house yeah. parties. We weren't we invited anywhere. Yeah, we didn't have cars yeah, yet. Exactly. Well, the big yeah. joke with our group of friends is that cars ruin the group. Both cars, and, both gang cars or, and cars the movie. Cars the movie, yeah. Um, the Paul <laughs> Newman uh, Disney Pixar movie. Um, <laughs> when I, I tell a joke about working at a Paul Newman summer camp and I go, you guys know Paul Newman, like the actor. He's also, uh, he was in cars. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do throw some car shape, but like, yeah, like the joke is that like when our friends started to drive, like the group changed, like we had different priorities, but we had like a, like a few year stretch where like every day after school, we just go to a park. Just play basketball until our legs couldn't anymore. Yeah, no. And then we would ride our bikes two miles home. Yeah, yeah. Bikes, Umberto's or uh, gallery, gallery, Umberto's, Vito's, Vito's, Subway, Trinity, Subway. We ate so much Subway, Gabe. An incredible. I I was thinking about it the other day because Subway was in the news because of like the fake tuna incident, where like the tuna is not really tuna. And then in Ireland, they like banned the bread. They said they couldn't call it bread because there was too much sugar in it. And I was like, sugar. It, in a in a world where Ireland is banning the bread because there's too much sugar, and then America's like, yeah, pizza, it's vegetables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only separated by an ocean and food regulation. Um, uh, yeah, I was thinking about Subway, and then I thought, I don't know if I've had a Subway sandwich in like, I don't know if it's been like ten years or like. Eight years, something like I think like eight years, I would say. But like we used to eat that all the time. Recently, for the first time in a long time, and it's because yeah, it's it was like the biggest part of our diet from for like six years. Yeah, the subway was just like on the way to the park. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, Um, and it was just like a loaf of bread. Yeah, a comical amount of bread. And I have to measure. Yeah. To see. Yeah. AJ, you famously measure. You take your two six inches, you put them on flat on the table, or you put like the ends on the table and see which one is. Yeah. Which one do you eat? You eat the smaller one first? I eat the, the smaller, smaller six one inch first. first. Yeah. Which is, I think, a thing that probably we all adopted. You know, did you ever. I don't know what the reasoning is, but it just is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Breaking Bad theory that after Walter kills somebody? <laughs> Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched 2012's Breaking Bad, um, that Walter White kills some people, and after he kills people, he like takes on some of their habits. So like he kills Gail, and then like starts like cutting the crusts off his sandwiches, like like uh, he used I to love do. That. I'm sure I'm I won't, I'm sure it's intentional. And yes, like, it's brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. So that's sort of like what being friends with people with a group of friends is is like they start to rub off on you. Thousand percent. Um, that is. I mean, we still say things all the time that like I'll say something all the time, and I was like that if if I if I never met Beat on, I wouldn't say that. You yes. know, like it's things like that, like or things like just oh, that's me channeling Gabe. That's me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. For the for people listening, you know Brandon Pisano. We call him Beat on. Um, and we do this fun thing where we put his name. <laughs> we do this fun thing where we put his name into songs. So it started, I think, with Sean singing Kelly Clarkson "Since You've Been Gone," but adding in "Since You Since You Be Done." 
and to be done. I can't breathe for the first <laughs> dumb. And then you can do it with any song, and it's really satisfying. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what some of the best were. Since you be done, since you like, be done, I mean, it's like the OG. Um, uh, hey, B, don't make it down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> take a song, take a sad song, and make it be done. <laughs> well, he would take a sad song and he would make it sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people, he doesn't know we're going to hear us making fun of him. <laughs> he knows. He, he definitely does know. I be, I be done. <laughs> we love you, be done. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, our friends, our friends, like they're. Um, you know, I, I don't remember the last time like the nine of us were in a room together. The closest we got was like beat on's 21st birthday, maybe, right? We had no, everybody but one we person. We had all nine as beat on's birthday, for, right? And we must have done all nine since then at, at least one Secret Santa, but I could be making that up. Yeah. But usually, really yeah, usually there is one person gone because Glenn was on a sub for a long time. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, we always had nine, and then there was like, at, at least in this like original group that like hung out in high school. Cause like, obviously like groups move and people get added for different reasons. But like the nine of us were you, me, beat on Sean, Milky, Alex, Nick, Glenn, Glenn, one more. Schmidt. Schmidt. Um, so the nine of us. And, uh, and then we'd always have like a bonus person. We'd be like, yeah, you know, there's always a ride along. Yeah. D reds in the group. Sutcliffe is here. You know, Solon. Solon. Yeah, we always had like bonus pop-ups, um, and we would sort of like we would like invade people's houses. The nine of us. Well, we were particularly brutal. Like, what's so funny? If we had taken any of the energy that we exerted on like truly terrorizing each other and <laughs> put it on, you know, like, like there had to be people we we didn't like, but we never nothing ever happened to them. We would just like toilet paper each other's houses like we weren't best friends psychopathic stuff yeah yeah and like we would talk a lot of shit about other people oh, we, we don't like we still do um yeah oh yeah <laughs> but, all the time but that's the thing i want to know about like other groups it would be funny to interview like a whole different group of friends well we talked about this, this i confirmed this happens like we, oh, we, we were talking do about this, this right like do other groups talk not necessarily shit, but like talk about other people we went to school with in the same way that we talk about everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but remember, because I, I, I literally, I think I texted you or called you after, because like out of nowhere, Jake Dowling, mm -hmm. uh, just just using names, um, <laughs> texted or uh, Instagram DM'd D Red. Okay. Uh, Dan Redman. Yes. And uh, was like, Hey, in fifth grade at Colebrook, no. was it true that a fish hook got stuck in your mat in your cheek? And then was like, no, it's a whole different story, but I know where this comes from. And like, so clearly like Jake was at a bar with like five other Garden City people and someone was like, one time Dan Irvin got a fish hook stuck in So like, <laughs> and that's the same him. thing we're doing. Yeah, and then had to DM him, had to be like, I gotta get to the bottom of this. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. We just don't ever DM anyone. We're always like, hey, do you think that one kid? <laughs> That's what this podcast should be called. Hey, do you think that one kid? <laughs> hey, do you kid? think that one <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what I need to? I need an anonymous um, Google form for people to send in. Yes. Who do I think I should interview? Also questions in general, because they would have. Mm, yeah, I need some more feedback from the loyal listeners. 
just like because I mean, if you were to announce ahead of time who a guest would be, you can really load spring load some questions. Oh yeah, hey, we're doing. It's AJ yeah. Day on the pod. Give me some questions for it. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, what's your memory of, or do you, is there a time that you don't, you know, AJ, will AJ also remember that side of that yeah, thing? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Oh, speaking of, if we're doing audience participation, please send your best insert of B-Don into any song. Oh, yeah. Uh, to Gabe. <laughs> G-J-M-O-L-L-I-C-A at gmail.com. Or just DM me on Instagram. If you can yeah. think of a song that you can add B-Don to. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, like even just like, I'm just like a cake bead on ocean. Like you can just like put it anywhere. You, know? <laughs> you can. There's no wrong way to do it. <laughs> Any song by LMFAO, bead on fits yeah. and all of those. <laughs> you know that one song. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. Okay. So we talked about sports. Let's talk about summer camp. So summer camp was fun for our group because um, we basically like when most normal kids go to summer camp, they're like parents ship them away for the whole summer and they don't know anybody. Right. And it's like a classic story of, oh, like I have my camp friends and then I have my friends at home. And like at camp, I make out, but at home I'm a loser. (laughs) But like our group of friends just went to summer camp as a unit. And just like took over. We like put our fingerprints all over that thing. We really did. It was really fun. It was so, and it was us. One year it was us and then Walter Lovechuck from our town. So we had the sweet cabin where we just like, Walter was our plus one. Yeah, Garden City Cabin. All of us in there were just from this. I mean, it was crazy stuff. (laughs) Walter was so funny and so fun. Walter was the best cabin mate we could have ever asked for. Yeah, we didn't know how good we had it. <laughs> yeah. oh, should we tell the Drew story? I think we have to. Okay, okay, you tell it. You tell it. Uh, okay, so um, at our... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good moment. Okay, so at our, at that, that particular week, we had a counselor named Drew, uh, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Great man. And Drew's whole family had been at camp for years and years. Drew's mom was the nurse. His brother was a camper. All of his other brothers had been counselors. It's like a whole, it's a whole the family. Families were there. They had the families were there. Um, so Drew's mom was the camp nurse, and as a really nice thing, at the end of some nights, she would bring her guitar and go to youth cabins and sing them lullabies, essentially, yeah. just like six nice and seven-year-old seven boys. Yeah, you're in the middle of the woods. It's calming. You have a mom-type presence. You can go to bed. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, we were in cabin six. Five. That five, exactly, which is which is a flip-flop cabin. Sometimes it's a youth cabin, and sometimes it's a teen cabin. Yeah. That week, it was a teen cabin, but, like, no one told Trish. So, because <laughs> teen boys react totally different to a lovely lullaby yeah. than a youth boy. Yeah. As an so adult like, now, I would love one. Oh, but as a teenager, it did seem out of place. Yeah, we were too, too school for cool, man. We couldn't be having lullabies from the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she tries to come in and do it. And we're just a bunch of hoodlums and, like, you know, Sean's there. And, you know, yeah. And so within three minutes, we're all just cracking up and she just leaves. She's gone. Yeah. And then we bullied this poor lady. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Trish. I talk to Trish to this day. I talk to Trish. Um, but so Drew comes in no more than six minutes after that. And we're all quiet. And then because nobody wants to, because nobody wants to tell him, Oh, like what just happened? 
but we're also like we're kind of playing it cool and it's kind of late and like oh what's he, is he going to be mad at us or is he going to come say, saying hi or is he going to bed yeah, yeah, yeah and in that silence walter broke it by just going hey drew your mom came in and we all laughed at her <laughs> and it was the perfect moment hey drew your mom came in and we all laughed at her. it's just like in improv it's such a th- funny thing in comedy you learn that skill which is just say the thing that's funny address it yes yeah address like it's like a thing in you watch i think you should leave the great sketch show that's out right now and like in basically every sketch, like somebody will be like, hey, you're being weird about the nachos. <laughs> like, don't do that. You're being weird. And Walter, like intuitively <laughs> said the yes. funny thing, which is that, hey, Drew, your mom tried to sing to us and we all <laughs> laughed at your mom. <laughs> so it like such and just a like that, the moment. tension was broken. Because yeah. all of us are laughing, including Drew. Yeah. Like, what a- yeah. And he's like, you laughed at my mom? Like, <laughs> It was yeah. It took a thing that was oh, it was just so sweet. Um, so that was fun. That was really fun. But we had, I mean, yeah, we sort of invaded a summer camp and like had that experience of like going away, and we just turned it into a six day hangout. Well, it was awesome that we we legitimately like Crane picked up our entire group and just like brought it to a different element. Yeah, we we're like, we know this works here. Yeah, but will it work over here? Yeah, we do it at uh, the it park. <laughs> Yeah, but now the woods. <laughs> I remember being so mad my that first day at camp because you weren't supposed to be in classes with your cabin mates because they wanted you to really get to know to meet new everyone. People. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to meet new people. I came here with friends for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mash cut to me working there for six years. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, so it's like a movie, right? You have to you have to face some sort of. Um, adversity because I ended up falling in love with a different summer camp. I, we went to a 4-H camp. I worked at a 2-H camp and th- or a, it's called Double H and then Triple H is a wrestler. Um, <laughs> but yeah, summer camp, the way we did it, like I just like that whole week, we, I just remember laughing and swearing a lot. A lot. Exactly. Because no one would stop us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we stole a lot of cereal. And we did, yeah, we stole cereal from the dining hall and got in trouble. And even that was like, like a performative, like you're getting punished, yes. but like, we're- well, that we always have that advantage. Right. And I, that, okay. So this is something I want to talk about with you because you will, you will totally pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. We always ran the line of kind of being hoodlums, but you knew we were, we knew, you knew we were good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like we were parents, chaotic teachers, good. camp counselors were always like those guys. We got to tell them not to, but like they're good guys. Yeah, yeah. And like that's very much how it worked for us at camp. We're like we stole a bunch of cereal and then the unit leader, Joe, made us do lose your laps. But like we made a performance out of it. He made a performance out of it. We all kind of ham it up. You know what it was? It's you arguing with the re- with the ump. It's me. It's exactly <laughs> me arguing with the ump. It's, that, means, that is it couldn't be thousand percent right. Um, that's a fun, and that's a fun relationship to have with adults. And I think it's because fundamentally, like our group of friends, like, I mean, I don't want to say like we were saints, like we definitely like said things that were like terrible, but we weren't like, we weren't like, yeah, we soaked that kid's underwear in his own pit. Like we were like, we peed (laughs) on him while he was sleeping. Like it was never like, like felonies, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, we were like mischievous, but not, um, not like mean or evil. 
No, yeah, it was never, I mean, I guess sometimes, I mean, and if it ever bordered on ill intention, it was usually uh, internal, right? Like it was, it was <laughs> at each other. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to pick on, I mean, occasionally we definitely did, but mm-hmm. you know. Yes, I, I feel that way. And <laughs> maybe I'll have somebody else on the pod who's like, the nine of you made my life a yeah, living hell. <laughs> yeah, you get Professor Corndog on the line and he'll tell you. Yeah, that. there's a couple of kids at camp. Professor Corndog uh, was this kid we nicknamed who probably, who maybe didn't like us as much as we liked ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's probably still Professor Corndog somewhere. Yeah. God, can you imagine? I mean, Milky is still Milky. It's the year 2021. That's right. And you know who named him? Eric Leonardo. Eric another podcast, podcast guest. Alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody go back. If you're listening to this right now, go back and listen to the Eric Leonardo episode because like, I keep track of all these metrics. And like the, the podcast is doing really well, but that one is like, that one could use more listeners. I was like, this is so it good. Does, this one could use. It deserves more. Yes. That's a it great deserves, episode. And I love Eric. And it's not, it's not like in last place or anything. I'm just like, oh, that one should have more. You know, um, <laughs> the stuff that was talked about is too good not to have been heard by people yeah, that are listening anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's this is my this is my mid episode plug. It's called a mid roll, um, <laughs> where I'm plugging the Eric and Artist episode. But yeah, you're right. Milky's still he's literally in my phone as Milky. Um, oh, hey, can we tell the Dylan is Bunny story? <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll explain it after. But okay. Um, what was his name? You don't you know oh, better I know. than I. The, Do you remember? The te- I don't remember the teacher's Mr. name Jermaine. now. Thank you. I, I think that's where I think I would have guessed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so our shop teacher, Mr. Jermaine in sixth grade. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, the voices are all important to these stories because it's not just a line. That, these stories are always really just a line. And, yes, but it, and it's said in a funny way. <laughs> and then we'll just, yeah. And then we'll, you will reference that piece of it yes, for yes. There's a shorthand, right? So like Drew, your mom came in and we all laughed at it. We could just say that and everyone knows what you're talking about. Um, but it was the last day of school mm-hmm. and I went home with Milky. Me, so me and Milky had a tradition every year that the last day of school, we always hung out. Mm. That had been a thing since, since kin- I've known Milky since kindergarten. Wow. And at, at every last day of school, our moms would take us to McDonald's. That was like a treat because it was like a half day. You could still get breakfast by the, by the time you had to get out. Thank God. <laughs> Love a Milky D's breakfast. Um, but so I went to his house after school and he went into he ran in to grab something and Mr. Jermaine pulled up out front of his house and like you never expect to see a teacher outside of school yeah and you never expect to see a teacher outside of school when you've just said goodbye to school for the summer yeah he, and certainly not a house call <laughs> no yeah no teachers making out calls uh, and he pulls up and he just like slowly lifted up this wooden basket bunny uh, it was like, I, it wasn't a napkin hole. I don't know what it was supposed to be other than a rabbit that was also a basket. Yeah. Yeah. But he just lifted, he lifted up and he, he just go, hey, can you give Dylan his bunny? Uh, and I was like, yeah. And I just took it. And when Milky came outside, I, the shock on his face that I had the bunny that he knew he had intentionally left at school because Jermaine drove off. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't sticking around. Uh, also, Mr. Jermaine, Mr. Jermaine had no idea whether or not I was hanging out with Dylan that day. I could have just been <laughs> walking past, and he could have just handed me this bunny. Um, You're just some kid. And you give Dylan his bunny, but yeah. So I just had to be like, uh, "This was dropped off while you were inside." And he was like, what the hell? "By the shop teacher." <laughs> That's like a almost like a Bill Murray. Like no one will believe you. Now you're yeah, just no, stuck yeah. with this wooden bunny, and you sound crazy. <laughs> 
hundred percent. Oh, spe- okay. So it's so funny. Speaking of Bill Murray, you have to tell your Bill Murray story. Sure, sure. I'll tell everyone Murray story. So I was out to dinner at Peter Luger, celebrating getting into college with Nick and our dads, and the Peter Luger on Long Island, which where we also went for Nick's bachelor party, and um, and Peter Luger's is great. And my dad for years knew the Mater D. I told the story yesterday at a bar, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so funny because I, I recently told this story for you to my mom. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder if at this point I've told the story more than Gabe because I uh-huh. love the story. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I literally told it yesterday. Um, I told it on a, on an Instagram live too during the pandemic. Um, and then on a, on a story show, <laughs> I also told this on a story show that paid during the pandemic. And like, I just like, didn't prepare. I, didn't, I wasn't in like the writer performer mode. So I was in the middle of the pandemic and I was like, Oh, like they paid me for that. But like, I did not deserve money for my performance. <laughs> like, it was a little scattered. <laughs> anyway, you went full, but did you go like full Ferris Bueller where you're like, <laughs> worst, not like worst performance of my life. And they, and they didn't doubt it for a single second. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had that confidence that they didn't doubt it for a single second. I was like the people watching this deserve better. Um, but I do, I do in, in French when it's not being performed on a stage or on Instagram or whatever, it's a better story. I think so. Um, we go out to dinner and my dad's friends with the Mater D and Bill Murray walks in. And so all of us start talking about Bill Murray movies and we're, you know, Nick and I are 17, 18 um, and our dads are our dads. And so like they, we sort of have different, like, um, we different have like moments or like movies that we love. Right. So like the dads are like, Oh, like Caddyshack, um, is their big one probably. And like his SNL years and Nick's a big SNL guy. And, um, and Nick and I are talking about like different movies, right? We're talking about like uh, Lost in Translation, Groundhog Day, and we start talking about Space Jam because he's in Space Jam, and it leads to one of my favorite jokes in the world, Absolutely. which is Bill Murray walks into the movie, and Danny DeVito, who's playing the Monstars coach, goes, "Hey, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture," which is <laughs> a perfect it's a line. Perfect, it's a perfect line. It is clearly not for children. Like, like it is clearly yeah. for adults and it's just like 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 well-crafted jokes oftentimes like work for kids and adults but that one is just like hey thanks for bringing your kid here's a dan Aykroyd joke also that's a joke that's like hey if you don't get this now you'll grow up into this joke and you will love it someday yes. this is just a good joke we're gonna leave this here and when you find it you find it yeah just like you'll appreciate that newman is in this movie um you will appreciate this dan Aykroyd joke so so we're talking about Space Jam and we get up to leave and Bill Murray like calls us over and he's like, Hey, is that Gabe and Nick over there? And so we're like sort of shocked, right? Like you don't see a celebrity a ton on Long Island unless they like are a third stringer for the jets. And they <laughs> certainly don't like invite you over to say hello. And so by name, by name, by name, that was like the, the real thing that like shook us. And so like we walk over and uh, <laughs> and I get nervous, and I just went, uh, uh, thank you for Space Jam. And he was like, oh, like, you're welcome, like, anytime. And his friend says, hey, Bill, how do you know Gabe and Nick? And he just goes, ah, oh, repetition. I see these guys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, the Mater D, not my dad even, the Mater D had just been like, hey, like, my friends were over there. Would you say hello to them as they left? Um which is the coolest move on the planet. Great move. By the Mater D and both and Bill Murray. Yes. Who is just the coolest man on the planet. Bill Murray yes. is my hero. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
He's uh he's the man. And yeah, I'd already yeah, Frank is a cool guy. Frank showed you know when you adults teach you a cool thing. Frank one time we were at a restaurant and we got spinach and artichoke dip. And he like showed me that. And I was like, oh, like this is the best food. Like, like dude, why are people not eating this all the time? And we ate it and we like loved it. And he's like, yeah, let's get another one. And I was like, you can do that. You can just get more. <laughs> so Frank uh, is cool in my book in all ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, AJ, thank you for, for coaxing that out of me. I do. I do. Thank you for Space Jam is important to me. <laughs> it's so funny. You you texted me this afternoon or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, it was, a, you want to do the show tonight? And I said, absolutely. And within 10 minutes of that, I thought, I need to make Gabe tell this Bill Murray story. And it organically happened. And I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I could not have planned the Walter, Mr. Jermaine stories, but it, the, the makes sense. Like, that's like, in a lot of ways, like, that's how we speak. Um, and it's just like, it's just like making art or doing comedy. It's like, I didn't realize that comedians like made jokes about the things that they think and talk about. I thought there was like a separate thing that they just yeah. like would like, Oh, it's like, there's my thoughts. And then there's my art. And it's like, Oh no, like your art comes out of your thoughts, dude. <laughs> That's where it starts. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It really, I truly like felt like those things were different. Um, I totally understand that. I totally understand. And that. it's like a funny thing about being a person. Um, oh God, AJ, this was, this was a good nostalgia episode. We didn't talk about anything serious. <laughs> no adult stuff. This is, this is, this is the, the, the benefits and curse of having a close friend. On. Yes. Yes. We'll just happily ramble with each other for as long as we can. But I think people will enjoy that. I think at a certain point, um, I think at a certain point, uh, that's, you gotta give the people what they want. Um, yeah, we, we dropped a lot of names. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We dropped a lot of pu- uh, public parks. Uh, yeah, the Telemore Foundation are going to be like, we got name dropped on this pod. Oh, and then, and I'm sure that the, the game of error will be trending by midnight. Yeah, the Garden City Facebook groups are yeah. going to be blowing up with people talking about uh, error, the St. Joe. Yeah. Anybody who played basketball at St. Joe's, turn this off. This podcast isn't for you. This is not for you. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I don't want any messages from Joe Trezzolino for any reason. We're going full grown-ups. We'll meet you at the St. Anne's uh, Court uh, August 23rd. We can still take you anywhere, anytime. I would love that. That should be the 10-year reunion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gabe, your podcast has become the 10-year reunion. I know, I know. Can you, you know, you know what, truly, the 10-year reunion, and maybe it's because I don't drink that I, like, I don't give a shit about alcohol, but, like, <laughs> you know, remember, remember, like, our, um, remember our, um, those end-of-the-year parties we would do at, um, those end-of-the-year parties we would do at, um, like, Homestead? Mm-hmm behind homestead and there would be like a like a kiddie pool filled with popcorn i don't know why that was the serving um you know and you'd be like you know is that kid gonna swim in it but we should do that where there's like kickball yes that would be a real so uh well hold on i have i have two two thoughts that have branched off from from what you just said well one brandon is me and Brandon just saw some of our old camp friends recently. Uh-huh. Um, and he was, he kind of planted the seeds of 
we're going to do one long weekend and run it as a week of camp. Mon- you know, yeah. day one is Monday Night Madness. Day, but by day three, we have to get to a campfire. Thunderball. And we have to like fit as much of camp into three days and get as many of us together as we can type thing, which is brilliant. And essentially we're talking about, and we should do it on the Garden City side. Yeah. Um, yeah. A full Garden City day. Bikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, biking. Mini hoop um, basketball. Off to get Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Catered by Subway. Cookie platter. Um, but another side note on that homestead parties at the last day of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think it was find the story funny. And I was like, must I must have been four or five? I know it was like it was. I was like about to go into kindergarten or something. Mm. It was like it was like that for like preschool yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and you know me, like I'm a TV nerd to my absolute core yeah so this and this this story proves it all so i must be about four years old uh, and i was real into happy days just real into the show actually which is not a show for a four-year-old of 1990 whatever six. seven yeah six um so but like yeah i was into it and i was like diehard fonzie guy um <laughs> so for the last day i wore jeans a white t-shirt and a leather jacket to this whatever this end of year party yeah uh, and it's end of school year so it's summer essentially and i'm like committed to the leather jacket i wasn't taking it off big ball jungle gym leather jacket does not come off. oh my god and i'm just like sweating bullets and we get in the car i'll never forget this we get in the car home and we're driving and i'm just like trying to get as much ac on me as i can because i'm about to melt yeah and my dad just slowly goes you know in the summer episodes of happy days Fonzie just wears a shirt. <laughs> Wait until the end to tell me that. I can see that coming out of your dad's mustache. Uh, absolutely. He would have been fully mustachioed at the time. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, oh, that's so Wait funny. The end. I don't know why. He could have taken it off at the beginning and be like, you could have lied at the beginning, even if that wasn't true. But instead, he waited to tell the truth yeah, until after. That's so funny. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, who can remember now? But I feel like if you told him now, he'd be like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, oh, AJ, that's so funny. And like you dress well now. We talk about that constantly because we, we like to sometimes go shopping together. Um, yeah. We're the fancy men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we started Classy Friday in high school, which is one of, that's it's right. one of my, it's not really a story, but it's like a thing I will tell people about like how quickly you can like change who you are, which is that like I basically wore sweatpants for four years of school, like basically did not give a shit about what I looked like in terms of like my outfit, like truly like when in middle school and stuff like that, when kids would like have a look. Like Mike Gallagher or somebody, I'm like, oh, that guy has a look. I, 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 I was always like, what do you mean? Like, don't you like have a like a mom who's like, yeah, this is what you're yeah, wearing. You're, like, your mom went to Sears. Those are the clothes in the drawer. Yeah, you wear those. Yeah, those are the clothes in the drawer. That's a big thing for me. Where I was just like, I don't understand how you like developed and cultivated a style. Like, even if I bought a leather jacket, I'd be like, oh, cool, I have one leather jacket. But like. <laughs> enough outfits to not only clothe you and feel comfortable, but also have a style. Like that seems outrageous to me. That seems like so foreign. <laughs> Even now I literally, I literally ordered another, like, it's funny. I've been putting up stand up videos and I'm like, Oh, there's me in a gap t-shirt and a long sleeve, blue sleeve, <laughs> blue gap t-shirt. Okay. Um, well, Gabe, maybe the gap 
t-shirt is your style i do like it it's like a long sleeve and i've been i've been doing what you do which is i roll up the sleeves I just, yeah there you go it's a good look. in uniform baby yeah yeah um, it's a good look at slimming um i have yeah, dark I, features so it's like this it feels is good this is where any semblance of style that i have comes out of mm. where i was like what can i pull off that i won't that i could like that will like look slimming or like i could pull off as cool yeah like you know yeah. what i mean like it, it that's how it kind of starts and then i was like oh okay if this is if this is working then i'm just gonna like lean in and i do and i and i'll have like i go full chris jericho with with, <laughs> with i have to reinvent every few years for a while it was cardigans now it's long sleeve tees yeah yeah you do love a cardigan t-shirts with the sleeves rolled up now oh boy get ready for it summer is here i love it uh, yeah it's a rolled but, sleeve boy summer <laughs> it's, it is a rolled sleeve boy summer but uh, that's something i want to talk about is like i love un, un, when, i love when i get to unapologetically be me mm. now which it took a really long time to do that sure sure and, like that's for any like because i i don't have you know like i, I know we're not talking about my 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 in, impeccable fashion sense yeah but like it's a matter of just like i will wear what i want to wear until it makes sense that i am wearing it and mm. then just kind of beat it into submission you're willing it into existence well i was gonna say with that brings us to like the thing like I, when I started talking about clothes which is like classy friday we started we were like we showed up to an after party of the musical grease that i was in and we like wore like fuzzy like suede jackets or something and hats yeah. and fedoras. It was my Twitter picture for a long time. I was going to say, it was a Twitter picture for a really long time. And um, it was velvet, crushed velvet blazers. Yeah. And, and little fedoras and sunglasses. And it was just like a cute thing that literally the two of us did. And then we were like, oh, we'll start wearing these on Fridays. Um, Which counterbalanced the teacher's dress down Fridays. Yes. So we were like, partially because, like, well, we could look nice on Friday. And also, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, be like, oh, are you in in jeans today, Mr. Highfield? Well, (laughs) I'm in a three piece suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. By the end of it, we by, by the end of it, we, there's a picture on Facebook. I, I'll maybe share it in the show when I post Definitely. on Instagram, which is like all the people that would dress up for Classic Friday. And I remember somebody saying this to me. I can't remember who it was. I think it was an AP Mr. Quigley's Gov class. And somebody saying like offhand, just like, oh, like Gabe, like Gabe, like, so we're talking about prom. We're like, oh, Gabe will wear something nice. Gabe always dresses nice. And I remember being like, I dress like shit for so long. And then I dressed nice for like four Fridays in a row. And people were like, Gabe is a snazzy dresser. All about those impressions. It's a... You 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 tell the story. You 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 know you, that's so funny. Yeah, that's, that's so all funny. Like, and like that was high school. Like think about how many different <laughs> iterations of ourselves there's been since then. Well, I, I recently told you about this, where my brain has a whole like a boardroom full of me's from different eras, and they like when I have a big decision to make, like we I call together the council of me. I'm like high school AJ has to fight with camp AJ and college AJ and current AJ about why we can't spend this money right now, and uh, yeah, the A. I'm trying to combine Avengers and AJ, the A A A Gengers, the Avengers, the Duesto. Yeah, the Avengers. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's really funny, AJ. That like they would all have a vote. Yeah, and because all of them, so four-year-old Fonzie AJ has a vote. Oh well, that guy gets a lot of he has a lot of sway. He's very like <laughs> he's definitely puffy. He's pretty stubborn. 
Yeah, he's very popular, and you know he's cool. He's got a leather jacket on, and he won't take it off. <laughs> he won't take it off with the Hempstead on the on the metal slide because that was all. No, <laughs> you were on. To a be metal. fair, that would have been the only thing saving me from a third degree burn. Would have been that the, the leather, leather jacket. jacket. Yeah, they, they they should pass them out at the top. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when you go to a carnival and they give you like the potato sack to go down the slide yes. in. Like, here's your leather jacket. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Um, okay, so there's a council of ages that help you make decisions. I, I, yeah. I want to think about my life more that way. That's really fun. You should. And because you really need to pinpoint which games would get a seat at the table. Oh, yeah. There also are probably, there are more AJs up there then get a seat at the table, but only very specific ones. Oh, interesting. Moments in time, get a seat at the table and say. Yeah. Yeah. Because like there's like high school musical Gabe and then there's like mm-hmm. college music major Gabe. But then there's like double H Gabe. Double H Gabe. Yeah. Who I am at camp. And then there's like comedy writer, stand up Gabe. I'm sure Saratoga Gabe is different than Garden City Gabe. Oh, I love Saratoga Gabe. Exactly. You, Saratoga. you know what I mean? It's like Saratoga. you got to, sometimes you got to ask Saratoga Gabe what he wants to do. Saratoga Gabe sometimes likes a cigar. And hanging out. well, that's one of the fun things too about Saratoga for me because I spent summers there growing up. Is that I've also done comedy there, and it's also where camp is. So it's sort of this like like I've fallen in love there. Like it's sort of like this confluence of um, of different parts of my life that like um, that like speak to me. Like Saratoga is a very like uh, I'll go up there alone. It's like a very like like I don't want to say spiritual, but it's like a. I don't even want to say nostalgic. It feels sort of like eternal in my life. So maybe that's what totally we have the meeting, that. AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's where the meeting place would take place. Yeah, planet That's planet. so funny. <laughs> um, God, AJ, okay, we've been talking for 71 minutes. Um, Is that, that can't be right. That's true, yeah. <laughs> when does the podcast start? When are we about to start or? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fine. AJ, please give me something we can use. <laughs> this you're killing me. Uh, in the way that you told people they're missing out on the Eric episode, you should be like, don't listen to the AJ episode. Mid have um, that was truly for me and him, and probably no one you, else. You want me to do an ad midway through this episode of like, hey guys, thanks for listening, but please turn this off. This is actually yeah. not a great one. Um, Okay, so so listeners of this podcast will know that we end with multiple choice questions. And this is one of the reasons I asked you to start the pod six minutes late, which ended up being nine minutes late. Um, so here we go. AJ, your three favorite places to eat pizza on Long Island are blank. Oh, um, well, gone. Um, <laughs> because... Umberto's on Nassau is gone. Yes, Umberto's so on Nassau is, is well. Maybe we could do Eternal. Maybe, honestly, we could also do Top Five because I I was just thinking <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, oh, there's actually more. <laughs> than there's probably time for of existing. Um, I will so say I will mention okay. to Nassau Boulevard Umberto's where we spent a lot of our youth. Yes, <laughs> we spent a lot of time in there too. If we weren't at Subway. We were at that pizza place. Yes, yes. Um, but so Umberto's. Uh, I'm Jericho. Yes, King Umberto's. Okay, I know you're a King Umberto's guy. Yeah, I'm a big Umberto's guy. All every so far, a lot of Umberto's yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and then okay, here's a place you might not know about yet. Ooh. On, um, it's a place called Salvatore's, I believe. Okay. And it is on. Oh, please, I need to. It's, it's just into Elmont, but like, uh, if you're. Ooh, okay. If okay, so if you're at King Umberto's, yeah. And 
if you come out the door of King Umberto's and you make a left uh-huh. and you just start walking, eventually on your right-hand side, you're going to hit Salvatore's. Oh, wow. Okay. And what makes their pizza? You get the upside-down slice and you will not be disappointed. Is it, is it an upside-down square, right? Yeah. Okay. It's got like that supreme, see, pizza supreme taste, but it's like saucier and breadier in a different way. Because like, so you, you know exactly what I'm saying when yes, I tell you that. I yes, think. yes. Because so honorable mention, it would not be in my top five probably, but v, there's a VI pizza in Garden City before it burned down, RIP. And mm-hmm. they have a spicy chicken slice that I really like, but they also have an upside down Sicilian because I've tweeted the joke before. An upside down Sicilian, that's what they would have called me in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down pizza is my favorite slice. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I like them saucy. That being said, if I had to, if you, if you told me that uh, all those three of those didn't count, I could instantly come back at you with Eddie's yes. Pizza Supreme and uh, probably another place named Umberto's. Who am I kidding? Uh, Eddie's Pizza Supreme. And there's one you're forgetting, which is that we ate the other day at Gary's. Oh, Grimaldi's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, okay. So, and no, okay. So, I gave you three great pizza places, and then I gave you three great novelty pizza places. You go for Eddie's for the thin crust, mm-hmm. Pizza Supreme for the square slice, and you go to Grimaldi's for the brick oven, and you won't be disappointed. Yes. And Eddie's, you showed me in Glen after golf, oh. the best mozzarella stick on earth. Truly. On earth. I almost ordered you them tonight. Had a mozzarella stick. I almost ordered them tonight. At a, my, my buddy Mahmoud brought me to the um, Jackson Hole Diner, which I've passed approximately 10 million times driving into Queens and literally thought nobody goes there. Right. And my mood's like, trust me, this place is amazing. The burgers were insane. I didn't get one, but like when I saw them on the grill, I know we have to go. It's, it's truly, it's truly like a spot. And I think it might've been the spot where they filmed Goodfellas because there was a picture probably right. Cause it's like during the Lufthansa heist, I think they stopped at the Jackson hole diner. I think they called something else, but there was a picture of them. There was like a whole montage of pictures of them right when you walk in. Is this the C okay. So hold on. Let me, okay. Since we didn't get to any of, uh, let me, let me quickly, I'll bleed it in with my weird film knowledge. Uh, is, is it the diner scene? There's like a killer, um, uh, it's like a dolly zoom where they they pan over to the table and then they zoom in on them sitting at the table and it's like one of the most beautiful shots. It's so perfectly pulled off because the dolly zoom is the same thing in Jaws where he when he when he realizes the shark's there and like the camera gets closer but it also gets farther almost where he like he like shrinks or grows into the frame because of the way the camera is zooming and moving away or closer. That's a dolly zoom mm-hmm. and there's a great one in Goodfellas and I think it happens in that diner. Um. Uh, okay, so I've just Googled movie locations for um, for Goodfellas. And 2409 32nd Street, Astoria, is the home of young Henry Hill. That's like around the corner from me. Um, but Jackson Hole Diner, where I just ate, is where Henry and Tommy steal a truck at the diner. But there's also the Goodfellas Diner in Maspeth, where Henry and Jimmy wait in the diner for news of Tommy. That that's that, the okay. part that I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's the Goodfellas Diner in Maspeth. Which Maspeth we sh- we could go to. Um, We're just gonna do the Goodfellas tour. Yeah. <laughs> we should be giving it. Um, I guess we should study up on. Okay. Let me hold on, Jack. Jackson Hole. I just want to see a picture of it. We're crushing the speed round, by the way. <laughs> I was just in there. That's so cool. Yeah. The LaGuardia Lufthansa Heights. Okay. I'm very happy now. 
Um, <laughs> I got asked you about pizza places. Um, do, 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 do. Another, I'm not editing shit. Uh, your favorite class <laughs> in high school was blank. Oh, what a great question. Uh, are you talking, or do you want a specific class or do you want like, oh. should I say history or should I be like Mr. Heifel's class? Oh yeah, and, I want or, like at least a teacher and a subject. Okay, uh, Heifel's class for history was yeah perfect. Uh, Veach for graphic design, changed what I would later go on to do. Ms. Veach for graphic design. Wow, we'll have to send her this. That's a, that's high praise. Oh, and, and Ellerman for photography. Like, they, okay, I could, I, mean, I, I really loved about it. Yeah, you took. If you want to go teach it's so funny. You took all those art classes, and I took all the music classes, and like never the twain shall meet. Like I didn't take one elective that wasn't in, in the music wing, and you like, were like, yeah, I took sculpture, I took photo, like you took all these classes that I know nothing about. Took every art class yeah. that they gave. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, because you ended up studying that in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but people. I feel like we're, do, we're we went in the right direction of this episode without even really trying. Um, oh, my next question: your, your favorite teacher. So, who else do you want to shout out? Uh, okay, well, yeah, I already gave out a couple of good shout outs, but uh, I wouldn't have graduated without Linda Masera. Miss mm. Masera was, I mean, like, because that's what that, that's what you're hoping for. Someone to look out for you in that way. She always had my back. Because if I got in trouble, Miss Sarah's got to take care of. And if I was struggling with something, I'd be like, Miss Sarah, I don't know who's going to this. And she'll be like, I got you. Uh, 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 uh. Um, she was great. That's a great shout out. We'll have to send this to her. Because um, I've been meaning to send the Emily Mangus episode to Mr. Izzo. And I just like, I just have to find his, his um, I just have to find his email. If you know <laughs> Mr. Izzo Mr. and Mr. Heifel, two, two, two great men. And two parts of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> People don't know that that they don't know that, that they like their um, they like their sugar with coffee and cream. Coffee and cream, exactly. Um, the last thing I wrote, AJ, was your crowning achievement as a as a GC athlete was blank. But is it the is it the bounce ball or is there another moment that stands out to you? I feel like I would be. I'm gonna text you angry in like an hour to be like, ah, I didn't. Ah, there was a better one, but yeah, like that that that's sticking out. But probably because we already talked about it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great answer. I asked you earlier. Um, well, AJ, it's been an hour and 20 minutes and then I got to do intros and outros. Uh, you the last question was one I didn't even have an answer for. Oh, I really blew this. No, no, it's I fine. I derailed the whole podcast. No, no, and then no. the last question. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. <laughs> um, is there any, is there any, um, you and Sean story you want to tell or should we tell the Slade story? Oh, I, I, I literally was just, I was thinking before, I was like, we haven't addressed Save Sean. We didn't address Slade. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know what? I want to tell a Gabe story. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but it involves, yeah, okay. Because if, if if there's ever a story that that, that has proven that Gabe Bonica has my back and I can trust him always, it is this one. <laughs> I truly don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and it, yeah, and it, it compiles everything we've talked about. Okay, so good. Um, he, he, there in high school, we, I wouldn't say we started, we brought a game from Chaminade to the Garden City High School called Slade. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Oh, this story. Yes, 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 yes. You know where I'm going. Yes, right? yes, yes, story. yes. Um, We stole it from a couple of our Chaminade friends. We brought it to Garden City. It became... It swept the school. Uh, <laughs> it went viral. It, 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 yeah, it went viral. Exactly. Um, and the whole point of the game is just to knock things out of a person's hand and yell slate. It's an awful game. Yeah. Uh, there was a point system based on how much destruction you did or what you destroyed. And to whom you slayed. So like, all, there, yeah. 
an upperclassman, right? More points. A teacher, yeah. way more points. But like your friend, like one point, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but if, you know, but like my binder, which is a, one of those binders that like I never use the rings. If you got me, that's papers everywhere. Yeah. Cartoonish. Uh, or if you're in the lunchroom, I've watched so many slices of pizza gets punched out of someone's <laughs> hand. Um, so but, this is what we mean. We were like chaotic. This is more chaotic neutral than chaotic evil. Um <laughs> But yes, exactly. Because everyone's part of the game. They're, I'm just as eligible to get d- leveled as to level. Yes. So yes, fair game. Um, yeah. But because our group in particular were the ones that brought it to the Garden City High School yeah. um, through our Shamanad friends, for, I was definitely looked at as someone who had who had who was doing one it. of you the heads of the start. Yeah, we're doing it a lot, but also someone who had started it. Yes. one of the people who had started. Yes. It. Um, so Miss Masera, who we had just talked about, called me into a classroom one day and she was like, AJ, to, all these kids are playing Slade. It, it is the binders are getting destroyed. Kids are losing notes. Kids are losing homework. Like you, you have to stop it. And I was like, I think I can stop it. And she was like, well, you started it. And I was like, when you start something doesn't mean you can stop something. Yeah. This is much larger than I am at this point. Yeah. And that's when I, did, I grabbed my binder, which was full of papers that were not in the rings yeah. just loose papers and I, I i just went let me show you something and i opened her the classroom door <laughs> took my binder and didn't even look if anyone was out there i just i never broke eye contact with her and just stuck my arm out into the open hallway and almost no time went by before a hand out of nowhere just went <laughs> and just smashed my binder into a million pieces i shuffled it up I looked at her and I said, I think I've proved my point. And I walked out and it was you. You had you because your locker was right there. And I just knew blindly if I stick my binder into the open at this time of day, someone's going to take a shot at it. And thank God you were there. You proved my point. You were the exclamation point on a perfect moment where I got to be like, listen, adult, I know that I can't do this. I can't stop this. I know something you don't. Yeah. We had Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne level. Yeah. Level communicate. Uh, excuse, excuse me, Dallas me, Clark. Thank you. If you, I was, a, I was a. Oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, you, you thank famously God. love the Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Clark. Uh, uh, I would say uh, they should put him in the Hall of Fame every year. Just keep putting. <laughs> Uh, yes, I did knock your binder out as you were getting yelled at for knocking people's binders out of their heads. But you were there when I needed me most. Uh-huh. When I needed you, when I, you were there when I needed you most. Um, that's a great way to end, AJ. Well, we've been talking now for an hour and 24 minutes, and I'm not taking shit out. People can listen or not. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you and our friendship. And maybe one day we'll talk about something else. But this was really fun. And maybe one day I'll have you on with like a group, like a small group of people and we can tell more stories. But thank you. I've got a million ideas. We could do nonsense stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we didn't get to anything. So I will. I'm sure I'll be back on at some point because I'm always always a phone call away or next to you anyway. Yes. Yes. And we'll play. (laughs) We play video games together. So here. Well, here's a fun thing. If you listen to this podcast and you want to play Fortnite with us, (laughs) just DM me and I'll I'll give you our Fortnite usernames. But thank you, AJ. You're the best. And I love uh, this. It was good reminisce. Yeah, man. I got some work to do right now and it's midnight, but it's always good chatting with you. And I'll talk to you soon, brother. Have a good one, buddy. All right. See you later. Well, we did it. We listened to my episode with the very funny AJ Carpentier. I hope you enjoyed it. That walk down Nostalgia Lane, Nostalgia Terrace, uh, whatever you want to call it. That's what we did. And we had fun. 
He is a good friend of mine. I hope you had fun too. Uh, give me five stars and listen or go see cross pollination. Come say hello to me July 30th at caveat. It'll be really fun. Uh, you're the best. I appreciate you listening. AJ doesn't think this episode is going to do well. I think we're going to do record numbers. I just have a feeling about it. So thanks for listening. Have a good day, everybody.